Hello everybody, welcome to the most recent and probably your new favorite podcast about motorsports. This is Azuluvland. Ases do Volante A few minutes ago we were talking about uh, electric cars. We all nowadays are speaking about electric cars but many many people doesn't know how they they work and we've got our specialist here so Joe can you tell us about this these special issues uh, yeah of course um, electric cars work in a simple way when you switch on the car power is converted from the DC battery to AC for the electric motor. When you accelerate, the accelerator pedal sends a signal to the controller which adjusts the vehicle speed by changing the frequency of the AC power from the inverter to the motor. The motor connects and turns the wheels to the transmission. When the brakes are pressed or the car is decelerating, the motor becomes an alternator and produces power which is sent back to the battery. I would like to ask you why, why uh, the difference between AZ and DZ, why you've got to convert them to use them in, 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 in a, a vehicle? I don't know if, it's, if this is 100% uh, true, but I think it's because DC current, if, we, if you would use DC current in the, um, in the motor, it would eat up much faster and you couldn't use it as an alternator to recover energy and uh, and what kind of uh, what kind of components uh, have an electric car speaking in a general way no not not very specific but uh, that we could find in, in a racing car and in um, street car any we could use nowadays uh, so, mainly there are uh, six uh, components, an electric motor, an inverter, a battery, a battery charger, a controller and, of course, a little external, uh, external but a charging cable. The electric motor uh, you can find in everything from juicers and toothbrushes, washing machines and dryers to robots. They are familiar reliable and very durable. Electric vehicle motors use mainly AC power. An inverter is the device that converts the DC power to AC power. The inverter can change the speed at which the motor rotates by adjusting the frequency of the alternating current. It can also increase or decrease the power of the torque of the motor by adjusting the amplitude of the signal. The battery um, every electric vehicle uses a battery to store electrical energy that is ready to use. A battery pack is made up of a number of cells that are grouped into modules. Once the battery has sufficient in energy stored, the vehicle is ready to use. 
battery technology has improved hugely in recent years. Current uh, electric vehicle batteries are lithium based and have a very low rate of discharge. This means that an electric vehicle should not lose charge even if it isn't driven for a few days or even weeks. The, the battery charger converts the AC power available on our electricity network to DC power stored in the battery because the battery stores in DC but the motor uses AC. This battery charger controls the voltage level of the battery cells by adjusting the rate of charge. It will also monitor the cell temperatures and control the charge to help keep the battery healthy and not have uh, any system failure or anything of that kind. Um, the controller is like the brain of a vehicle. You can say that is the EQ of a normal mm. vehicle, managing mm. all of its parameters. It controls the rate of charge using information from the battery. It also translates pressure on the accelerator pedal to adjust speed in the motor inverter. And of course, the charging cable, this for standard charging, is supplied with the vehicle you usually buy and stored uh, in it. It's used for charging at home or standard or standard public charge point. All these elements uh, working together make a, 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 an electric car work, but they are introducing these elements uh, at competition. and. When you when you put all this together, working in, in an extreme situation, we haven't seen many failures, like in in, in, in combustion engines. Uh, is it much safer? Is it is it um, more reliable an electric car than? Uh, a traditional um, motorized uh, bicycle? Yeah, I, I think that you could say that an electric motor is much more re reliable and durable than a, than a combustion engine. But the, the thing in electric motors is the, um, the battery and in Formula E, principally in uh, Gen 1 cars, you wouldn't uh, see much failures because they were really conservative. They mm -hmm. they they made the switch a bit in the middle of the race. Um, yeah. They used many batteries for for season. So the mainly in an electric car, what what happens and you see maybe in the news is that uh, some cars that a um, an error or, or a system failure in the battery and that is the problem not the motor not the inverter not the controller mostly is the battery the problem when it happens a problem is the battery and nowadays they are really uh, expensive uh, and technology it needs to to develop mainly in that area for an electric car to be even more reliable to increase the speed or to increase the uh, race duration uh, it would be necessary to, to have more efficient batteries yeah because they they also uh, are heavy and uh, in a race mm -hmm. car mass is very important 
you can say wait is math engineer <laughs> stuff uh, math is very important uh, and you see that in formula one where a kilo is is very valuable so batteries also need to um, to develop technology technologically but that that is happening and you um, you can see in my in a colleague of my of my that is doing a master thesis in photovoltaic panels mm-hmm. yet to anal- an- analyze many um, how do you say predictions um, of developments in battery lives and and even photovoltaic panels development and those predictions are always bad they always developed more than people predict so that is a good thing over mm-hmm. the years this is happening that is a good thing and you can also see that by the difference between gen 1 and gen 2 cars where there is more than a double um, improvement because the cars in gen 1 had to uh, they had to swap cars between the race in the middle mm-hmm. of the race and now mm-hmm. they can do the entire race but also with more power so it's more than double well about the mass you you said uh, a minutes ago um how many kilograms uh, have a, a battery a, a battery pack of, of these cars uh, the original battery spe- uh, specifications in Gen 1 um, included the 200 kilo battery, mm-hmm. and in Gen 2 cars they the, improved the battery, but the the mass was was uh, was increased also by mm-hmm. 50 kilos. So in Gen 2 cars they weighed 250 kilograms. 250 so yeah. first first batteries that one that were um, constructed by Williams were yeah. 200 kilograms and these ones from Gen 2 250 exactly exactly mm. but much more than the hundred percent of because power available yeah, because in uh, Gen 1 cars, the peak power was 200 kilowatts uh, and now it's 250 um, kilowatts. So, it's, it's the same numbers as the battery, 200 kilowatts, 200 kilos, to 250 kilowatts and 250 kilos. 200 kilowatts represents 272 horsepower. Great data, great data. Um, well, to, to other segments, to other technique segments, we would like to to know about uh, attack mode um, and how how to to make that that extra power work uh, in, in in a racing car.
Hades, do Volano. Fan boost and uh, attack mode. Attack mode. Um, and how how to to make that that extra power work in, in, in a racing car? Uh, yeah, the thing is that the um, peak power in a Gen 2 Formula E car is 250 kilowatts. But in race conditions, they are yes. limited. They are limited to 200 kilowatts. And then when you uh, active, uh, and when you have the attack mode, they open it to 250. Yeah. So they they are, are always using 200, but with attack mode, they use the peak power uh, limit of the of the car. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Well, okay, Joe. Thank you very much for all this explanation. We'll see what's next. Re okay, uh, yep. Energy recovery. As you said a few minutes ago, we we are not only talking about delivering power in an electric mode. We also talk about recovering energy and put it uh, to work again. That would be really, really difficult. I, I mean, what can you tell about that that special uh, issue? Yeah, that uh, nowadays that is one of the the most important things in electric and hybrid vehicles for sure. Um, because batteries are not satisfying, maybe some needs. Re uh, the regeneration of energy is very important, and we have some systems. Um, that um, can do. There is uh, a principal one that is regenerative braking, which both hybrid vehicles like an F1 car and electric vehicles like a Formula E car uh, have. Um, and in a traditional braking system, brake pads produce friction with the brake rotors to slow or stop the vehicle. Additional yeah. friction is produced between the slowed wheels and the surface of the road. This friction is what turns the car kinetics energy into it. With re regenerative brake, on the other hand, the system that drives the vehicle does the majority of the braking. When the driver steps on the brake pedal of an electric or hybrid vehicle, these types of brakes put the vehicle's electric motor into reverse mode, causing it to run backwards, thus slowing the car wheels. While running backwards, the motor also acts as an electric generator, producing electricity that's then fed into vehicle batteries. A common mistake is that, is that people think that is the heat energy dissipated by braking that is converted into electricity, when in fact it's kinetic energy that is converted to electricity. Uh huh. I was going to ask if if this is what what they call uh, break by wire. No, ah. that's another thing, and I will oh, yeah. I will mention it, but I will not talk about the that yet today. Okay. I think 
next but you chapter. You will see. You will see. You will see. Keep, keep in touch for for next <laughs> for next chapter. Thank you. Um, these types these types of brakes work better at certain speeds than at others. In fact, they are most effective in stop and go driving situations. Um, however, hybrids and fully and fully electric cars also have friction brakes as a kind of backup system in situations where regenerative braking simply won't supply enough stopping power. In these instances, it's important for drivers to be aware of the fact that the brake pedal might respond differently differently to the to pressure. The pedal will sometimes depress farther tower, towards the floor than it normally does and this sensation can cause momentary panic in driver, drivers. This problem was felt strongly in Gen 1 Formula E cars and, and in Gen 2 the system was improved with brake by wire. Mm -hmm. But we will discuss that with more detail in a future episode. Okay. Also, by experience, I can say that this different behavior is real. I drive a hybrid vehicle most of the time, and the braking feeling and sensation is for sure distinct than in a combustion engine uh, vehicle. Yes, we have no... It's, it is not common in South America to drive a, a, a hybrid or an electric car. So it is very interesting to know how how does it feel how how braking feels in this kind of bike. Yeah, I can I can say that um, for maybe a, a common user, you you wouldn't really feel a difference. Like the my mom when she drives the car, she doesn't. Uh, feel the difference between driving the the mm -hmm. hybrid vehicle and uh, the internal combustion engine vehicle. But but um, I I that I, I am maybe more sensible in those questions. Like my brother was a racing driver and can also feel those things. And for sure you can see a, a difference in the pedal response. Sometimes when you when you brake it is more softer than others mm -hmm. uh, and and sometimes it's m so much sensible that you i don't know how to say in english the expression but you just it seems like you like you break very hard but you didn't break hard at all but the car just stopped stopped uh, um, instantaneously almost mm -hmm. like you you pressed the, the pedal to the maximum and you didn't do that. So it's a little bit different than a, than a normal car where the response is always the same and you can count on that. Maybe that, that is a technology that needs to be, to be developed. And that's what they did in Gen 2 cars because uh, in Formula E, because that was one of the major problems where, pilot, uh, where drivers didn't have fully control in breaking the uh, mm -hmm. breaking the zones and spun the car uh, many times without having faults in that. Okay, Joe. Very, very interesting to hear about this item. Sir, and more information are waiting. Yeah. Is that all? No, it's it recovery system. It's another type of Ah well. 
recovery system. It, it, it sounds like when you've got a problem with your PC and something no, no, appears. It's heat recovery system. Heat recovery system. It is very strange to hear about the heat recovery system because you are not recovering exactly using the, the temperature. Is that true? In, the, in that question, you are right, that is not it. But I think you ask that because of the braking thing. Usually people think that when you brake, the, the car uh, like recovers energy by the heat dissipated from the brakes, but that isn't true. Uh, just for curiosity, how, do, how, how would you think that 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 you described recovered energy? Like it, if it was a, a heat recovery system, you wouldn't have any clue? No. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. No, because I, I would, I think that it would be, um, how, how do you say, intuitive. Do you know the word? In, yeah. Intuitive? Yeah, I don't yeah. know if it's that. Yeah. yeah, yeah that um, would be by, by a turbine? Any word is it's like conductive when when a word indicates that how how a system work it uh, like describing a uh, describing describing name uh, describing title do you mean anything yeah it is never really uh, entering in any of these recovery systems sometimes they mention it but I think it's more the maybe a how do you say it a, a wrongful name because it doesn't really clarify how it's being used and in regenerative braking is <clears throat> as I said many people think that is the heat from the the heat dissipated from the braking that is used but that's not the case it's purely kinetic energy and in even in the heat recovery system you can see some similarities in in the sense of heat as a wrong word um, so heat recovery system is a uh, is is used in formula one but not in formula e and this happens because it uses the exhaust gases from the internal combustion engine it doesn't use the heat it uses the exhaust gases, and that's mm. my main issue with the word. Known in F1 as the MGUH, short for Motor Generator Unit Heat, it is a system that can, for now, be found more in racing than in car manufacturing. Uh, when present in car manufacturing, it's called heat turbo, but that doesn't appear a lot. Mm -hmm. And it is Sorry. connected. So just a yeah. question, uh, Joe. Uh, so uh, it, it is similar to, to to a system that uses uh, hybrid cars. No, it it recovery uh -huh. system is not used at all in hybrid cars because uh -huh. they don't have exhaust gas. Uh, it, no, they have exhaust gases, but this system is too uh, too too complex. To use uh -huh. in hybrid vehicles, mm -hmm. maybe mm -hmm. in the future, if, techno if technology develops and mm -hmm. becomes cheaper, and Formula One usually does good that job, 
Does that job in a good way? Uh, maybe mm -hmm. we can see in in, um, in in cars in the streets, but I I I can only think of one car that will use the the MGU wage like it's using Formula One, and it's the Project One by Mercedes. That is an hypercar, so mm -hmm. it's not really representative. Okay. It it is nevertheless it is very important uh, in F1 cars. Uh, to reach the thermal efficiencies that uh, nowadays exist. It is very important. And this system, it is connected to the turbocharger of the engine, between the turbine and the compressor, and captures the heat energy from exhaust gases and turns it into electrical energy by rotating a turbine, which can then be stored for later use. You have the exhaust gases that rotate the turbine of the um, turbocharger and then those gases are uh, recovered again to rotate another one that produces electricity it also acts as a control system for the tur for the turbo speeding or slowing it depending on the requirements of the driver with the use of this system formula one cars have virtually zero turbo lag which was a, 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 um, a great problem in turbo turbochargers, the lag. A question for other chapter. I would like to know what is turbo, uh, turbo lag, why oh, okay. it, it appears in turbo uh, uh, engines. I, I, can, I can talk about it. I, I, could, I could answer it. It wouldn't be so technical, but, but it's, uh, it is... Um, uh, let me... So... The turbo uh, works in a, in a simple way. You have the exhaust gases that rotate the turbine that is connected to another turbine that receives air from the outside. Yes. And the first turbine rotates the second one that receives air from the outside and accelerates that air and send it back to the engine so the combustion is richer in oxygen mm -hmm. that is how a turbo charger works the problem is that when you are not accelerating or you are decelerating and then you want to accelerate as the combustion engine is not working at maximum uh, potential or at maximum uh, effort the exhaust gases are not uh, really relevant as if you were full, full throttle. So, in the exit of a corner when you accelerate, the turbo isn't receiving exhaust gases and doesn't rotate the second turbine which accelerates the oxygen to enrich the, um, the combustion. Mm -hmm. Only after a little bit of time of full throttle or almost full throttle, you would have those exhaust ga gases that would make the turbocharger work. That is turbo lag. And how many? I mean, it would be less than a second. What? What? How many time we are talking? about uh, we are talking about maybe a second maybe two seconds in the first turbos i don't Ooh. really know the time but but 
if you I don't know the exact time, but if you play sim games and you play with F1s that have the first mm -hmm. turbos, you can really feel that turbo lag. Like you accelerate, nothing happens, and after like 2000 RPMs or 3000 RPMs, uh -huh. it just flips out. The car just flips out and it's like boom, and you have all the power. So, uh, so it's a problem that has been uh, diminishing over time, uh -huh. but it was still present. And the MGU age uh, ends this, ends this. Very interesting, Joao. Very interesting. In in F1, the the energy that the heat recovery system stores can be used by the MGUK, that is the kinetic unit in Formula One. The amount of power. The, the heat recovery system is capable of recovering is huge meaning it can provide up to 4 megajoules back to the kinetic system that's 10 times more than it was possible with curves this system was crucial crucial to reach the five uh, the 50% thermal efficiency achieved by mercedes in 2006-2017 a value considered almost impossible in a recent past. This is an incredible development in um, inefficiency, considering regular cars at 20-30 thermal efficiency mm -hmm. uh, in, in like the beginning of the 2000s, in the years 2000, yeah, beginning of the century, better than that, that way. Nowadays, cars like uh, the Toyota Prius achieve 40% or something like that. And what does thermal efficiency mean? Well, it means that 50% of the total energy present in the fueled, powered, uh, in, a, uh, in the fuel used to power uh, an F1 car is really used to move the car. And that is incredible. Only, only, only that percent, forty percent of the the um, potential energy uh, is used to move the car, and the other sixty percent, uh, it it used for nothing. Is that that is the proportion? Is that the proportion? Yeah, that is the proportion, and Ooh. you can believe that it's much better than previously because combustion engines were not so efficient. Efficient, they used twenty, thirty percent of the of the energy of the potential uh, uh, potential energy in the fuel. They were really not. <laughs> uh, the 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 prime the pri the primal efficient thing and they are becoming more like it and with development they can improve they can they can be improved and 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 you can believe that this number 50 for for maybe for a person that isn't uh, so familiar with these things can seem like oh but it's only 50 percent it's like half but it's an incredible number it's really incredible because 
many energies wasted in heat in the crankshafts and mm -hmm. like in friction in things mm -hmm. like that many many energy and in formula one they are like juice getting all the juice from the mm -hmm. from the fuel and i don't know what is the number now because they reached 50 percent in 2006 uh, 16 2017 so i don't know what is the number now and they don't disclose it so mm -hmm. it would be good to to know if some uh, team would reach up front and said we have this it would be interesting they have and they have spent a lot of money to to, to achieve that 50 percent incredible yeah 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 Loads and loads of money invested in that. Ases do volante. Ok, hope we, you had enjoyed it. This is our idea of making a motorsports podcast and a technological podcast about things we love, the things we are interested in. We are Diego and my friend. João. And hope to see you over here again soon. Goodbye. Goodbye, Diego. The end.